Okay, I'm thrilled about this for a couple of reasons, by the way. So I'll just throw this out there. Joe Marco uh, is our guest for this, but the title of this particular uh, webinar, Major Advances in Schubert Motorsport Helmets and Race Com Electronics. And this is with HMS Motorsports. And, and Joe, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm a fan for a couple of reasons because number one, um, I, I'm a huge advocate of safety. Um, you know, back in, in another part of my career when I was selling race cars and, uh, you know, running a race car dealership, I always used to tell people, look, First, money should be sent on, uh, spent on safety. After that, figure out how to make your car go fast. But, you know, you shouldn't skimp on anything like that. And the other reason is, uh, as a motorcyclist, and I know we're talking about race cars, but uh, I am aware of Schubert's helmets as well. So uh, I think this is going to be a lot of fun to talk about uh, on that side. But um, kind of give us an idea of some of the things we're looking at and what we're talking about here today when it comes to uh, electronics and Schubert's helmets and communication and safety and all of that. All right, well, uh, uh, Brad, it's great to be uh, back again. Uh, we were here last year and we did a seminar. We introduced our new, uh, our, what at that point was our new Schubert uh, SP1 carbon helmet. Uh, since that time, and uh, this is the official announcement right here. We haven't shown it to anybody. We've come up with uh, an 8860 version, uh, which we call an SF4. It's an 8860, uh, FIA 8860, 2018 non-APB. So it's basically what IMSA is requiring and what a lot of sanctioning uh, organizations are starting to require. So this is the official announcement. We will have available for shipping. Our first shipment should be coming in at the end of this month, the beginning of November, from size 54 to 59. And then in February, we'll have the larger shell size, which will be size 60 to 63. Uh, homologations are ready. Just the paperwork on the second size shell isn't quite ready yet. So that takes a little bit longer. But... We're going to talk a little bit about you know those helmets, uh, and then now you mentioned Schubert motorcycle helmets. Well, Schubert is is pretty well known for motorcycle helmets. In motorsports, really the only helmets that they've done in the last several years have been for F1. So I mean you you know you've got uh, Mick Schumacher and you got Verstappen and uh, a number of other drivers in Formula One right now running Schubert helmets. Up until last year when they started making the SP1 carbon helmet. The only motorsport helmets that they made were really for pretty much F1, and they were all custom fit and everything done. So the, the factory that makes them is a, it's, it's owned by uh, Schubert. It's 100% owned by them. It's in Italy. Uh, and the same factory that's making the Formula One helmets has been making our SP1 helmets, and they've been flying off the shelves. Uh, we had a huge year, year last year, better than I possibly could have expected. We we received over 500 helmets uh, and, and the volume, you know, which is pretty good for the first year for only one carbon helmet. So what they've done is they've now gone back. <clears throat> they have an SF3 helmet, which is with uh, the, the Xylon built into the thing, which is required for, uh, for Formula One. But the 8860 non-ABP helmet, this is what the new helmet is. And this is what will be required if you're running IMSA, IMSA requires an 8860 helmet. Uh, in NASCAR, it's not required, but uh, you'll find that a large majority of the drivers in the Cup Series are running 8860s. And on top of that, there are a number of just regular people who choose to run an 8860 for the additional you know, safety that's involved in that. Now, one of the questions you might ask, and, and since you, you want to do it, is why is an 8860 better than a Schnell 2020? Well, the, the 8860 requirement, the Schnell requires the helmet to be dropped on certain forms and to have a certain amount of protection against intrusion 
and a certain amount of protection against concussive injuries that would happen. Typically, a Schnell test drops the helmet from three meters, whereas with an 8860, the, the helmet is dropped from five meters, but it has to have the same protection for intrusion as well as the same uh, protection for concussive injury, which means that with a much harder impact, I still have the, the a greater, I have a greater level of protection. So I can take a harder impact and have a much, as much protection with a much softer impact than what would be with a, a Schnell 2020. So you'd be surprised, uh, we're surprised actually at how many people racing in SVRA, racing in even non-professional series will step up and take that additional safety factor of an 8860 helmet. So now, the one, a couple of things with the Schubert helmets that are very unique is that, well, first you can see uh, the, the, the carbon weave on this is just incredible. The factory that's doing the painting uh, of the helmets to do the clear coat is a very, very thin clear coat. The only other work that they do is they do the carbon paint work for Lamborghini, Ferrari, Pagani, uh, and a bunch of other you know exotic cars. They really don't do much uh, on small projects, but they, they like the Schubert helmet uh, so much that they, uh, they opted to, to opt in and do our helmet. So the helmet is extremely light. And also the, the profile of the helmet is very small. So it's the smallest profile of a helmet, both in the height and the width to get the same fitment size inside as like uh, any of the larger, any of the co competing helmets. So if you're in a, in a car where you have a really tight situation, and your head is, you know, an inch, and that extra inch is going to give you the clearance that you need to, to keep your head off the ceiling or off the roll bar. This is the helmet that's going to be for you. It's also the new uh, 8860 is the lightest helmet that's out there. I mean, it's it's on par with anything that's out there, and probably a couple of grams lighter, depending on what size and what padding and what uh, accessories you might have. You know, the the it's it's going to be, if not the lightest, it's going to be within 10 or 15 or 20 grams. Uh, but we believe in most cases, you're going to find out that it's going to be the lightest. The other thing is, is that the helmet is homologated with and without electronics. So all of the different things I have pictured on the table here are different pieces that are homologated. So for one, uh, this is a top air. This is a top air that we would typically use in NASCAR. So you can see it kind of goes on uh, and you get air both to the front as well as uh, to the top. And the very cool thing with, with the, all the Schubert helmets that you find here, and I, this is personal, this is my own helmet right here. You can see a nice HRS on the front. The six air holes in the top uh, let air come in, and the th six air holes in the back let air go out. I can actually drive when I'm out of VIR and I'm in a M3 uh, a, a street car to, for track days, I'm an instructor. When I'm driving down the back straight or driving down the front straight, I can actually feel with the windows down, I can feel the air coming in over top of my head and exiting out the back. It's the only helmet I've ever worn that I've had that kind of cooling and that kind of airflow within, uh, within the operation of, of the, just driving a car in a sedan. Uh, and the reason for that is, is that inside the EPS, there are channels on the top of the EPS that allow the air to flow through. But the crown pad that sits uh, against the EPS has a firm foam on the upper side so that the, no matter how much you compress that foam, it doesn't push that, push that foam up into the air channel. So it continues to get that airflow. So whether you're using you know, one of the top air, top air systems that are on the, on the helmet, or whether you're just sitting in the, in the car, if you're in an open car, 
you're going to get that airflow, an incredible amount of airflow that's going to go through it. So it's kind of taking some of that smartness and the design from what happens in the motorcycle helmet. The difference with a motorcycle versus a, a motorsport helmet is you generally have need to get a lot more airflow in the motorcycle helmet. Well, we've managed to get a lot of that airflow in a motorsport helmet, which is something that, that's very cool. Uh, so that, that's, that's really a neat thing. Um, now, within, within the helmet, we can do a lot with integrated electronics. So with this particular helmet, if you want to get uh, ear cups, this is a kit here, which is uh, speakers in the ear cups, uh, which fit, uh, they're designed to fit right into it. Uh, you have a boom mic, and you can either use a boom mic, or we also have uh, an integrated mic that goes into the chin pad. Okay, now this particular kit here is what we call a dual kit. So what this does is this gives me I've got an earbud connector right here, so I can get the sound through the speakers, but I can also get sound through earbuds. So if you're in a really loud car, or if you just want for redundancy purposes, I can get sound from both the earbud and the speaker at the same time and connect the boom mic. Now, all of the electronics for the Schubert Motorsport helmets worldwide are being built by us here at HMS from our Racecom division. Uh, we spent a lot of work uh, in, in building these electronics, uh, the gentleman in charge of our electronics division uh, is an ex-F15 avionics engineer. And all of the things you can do, I don't know if you look really detailed at you know, how we make all the cable connections and stuff in here. It's done to a way that a mill spec or an aviation spec would be done. So we actually warranty all of our electronics for two years. Now, there's some other little things that are unique. So when the, when the electronics are sitting in the helmet, you can see here, the wire that's coming out of the bottom of the helmet, okay, it's got a little clip that goes on here. What that is, it's a strain relief. So you're never going to pull that cable any more than it needs to be done. Uh, the other thing is, is that on the, uh, you see another little clip here, and what that's for is your earbud connector or your IMSA connector or whatever, you can snap it right in, and then that's gonna lock that in there tightly. So, a lot of little detail work has come in. Uh, there are a lot of uh, special pieces. You know, on the boom here, you can see these little squares. Well, there's a track inside the uh, inside of the the chin pad and the cheek pad that is going to lock that um, lock that in, so it can't rotate and can't get out of position. So that's the basic uh, with electronics uh, visors. The neat thing: all of the visors, all of the electronics, all of the air pieces are identical, whether it's the SP1 or the uh, SF4. So everything is interchangeable. So if you're a dealer, uh, and I know a lot of dealers are out there listening to this now, you only have to carry one set of cheek pad variances to be able to customize the thing. You only need to have one set of visors uh, because the visors are the same for all of the helmets. Um, so uh, it's really very, very simple for you to have all of the same accessories and not have to restock different accessories for different helmets. So it's very, very, very cool. Um, all of our helmet kits come with a little card inside. So it can either be installed by your dealer uh, or if you purchase the helmets, uh, dealers purchase helmets, we'll pre-install all the electronic kits uh, here. Uh, the same kits are the kits that we're shipping over to Europe and they're installing uh, or pre-installing for dealers uh, over in Europe. Another very cool thing uh, that's come out of Schubert, uh, and these are this is an electronic piece that we're not making here, but it's made by a hearing aid company called uh, Hermes, 
uh, in uh, in Italy, which is very close to where the Schubert helmets are made. Now, these are very, very, very cool. So this is a very small silicone uh, silicone earpiece that's going to fit in the ear. There are three different uh, ends that can come on that can just snap on and snap off. And it fits very tightly within the ear. And it's, it gives you a seal in the ear, which may, gives you a lot of noise reduction. Uh, but in addition, the sound that comes out of it is, is, is spectacular. And we have it with uh, the standard US 3.5 pin connector. In Europe, though, they do something a little bit different. In Europe, they use an RCA connector, which is uh, this, this connector here. Now, the reason they use RCA almost universally in Europe is, is actually it's a much more uh, dynamic connection to, uh, to the, the, the clip. A lot of times, if you show up at the track with the 3.5 pin connector, it jiggles a little bit in the, in the connection where you plug it into the helmet, or it becomes staticky, or you, a lot of times you see drivers put tape around it. With an RCA connector, you don't have that issue because if it gets a little bit loose, there's three little pieces of metal around here. You can just push it together and that makes a tighter connection. So this is something we've got a couple of NASCAR drivers that we've uh, converted to this and they find it, it's much, a much more solid connection, much less likely suspect to a vibration. Another little thing with these earbuds, I don't know if you can see it here again, I'll bring it back over. You see this little white piece that's in the, in the tip of the earbud? That is a hearing aid wax filter. So basically we have a, a little kit uh, that comes with it. There, there's this little, these little plastic things and they have replacement with that little white piece. You could just stick a stick in it, pop it out and put a new one in. A lot of times hearing it, earbuds get bombed up because they wax, it gets into the channel of your hearing from whether you're custom ear molds or whatever else. So what we're finding is for, these are 299. So for the roughly the cost of a really good set of custom ear molds, you get this, which tends to be more comfortable, more noise reduction and better overall sound and better ability to, uh, to deal with wax and things that you get in the ear. So we're really excited about the new Hermes earbuds uh, system. We think it's gonna be just something really terrific. So that's kind of a little bit of an overview of, of uh, what we have on, on the Schubert line. And what I wanna do is talk a little bit about what we're doing with, uh, with other parts of our Racecom uh, division. So Racecom, Started for us about four years ago. We acquired a, division, a company called Racing Race Communications uh, out of Virginia, uh, and we've now over we, we've got new a uh, new manager that came in three years ago, and he's really like I said, he's an XF15 avionics engineer. He's really turned everything around. So we come up with a number of unique products. Uh, one of the first ones I want to show you is uh, we have a radio kit right that uh, Zach is going to show you right here. This is a portable. Basically, it's a portable car harness, portable radio kit you can put in a car. So it's a box that you can you can attach to a roll bar with uh, with the two clips, and it's got the radio in there with the harness to attach to uh, to your helmet, and it's got a push to talk button which you can attach, and you can just put that around the put that around your steering wheel. So you could actually, without having to have your whole car pre-wired, you can just simply move put that into the car. Uh, and move it from one car, move it to the next car. It's a really great, easy to use tool for somebody who doesn't have all the electronics but's coming to do a race or something where they need communication. Uh, we have other things that kind of make that life easier too. Uh, this thing here is a, is a student boom. And the student boom, this is something that we make. Uh, we made it for our track com, which is our, uh, our, our intercom for uh, driver schools. I'll show you that in a minute. 
But this, we actually make the, the entire com component. You know, we obviously buy the microphone from somewhere, but we, we design and, and have the, uh, the, the preformed uh, mold for the earpiece. So this is something you can stick up in your helmet and, uh, and then I can put whatever connector on the end that I'd like to put. So it can be a connector to go to a steel helmet. It can be a connector to go to a, an IMSA plug that might already, uh, for the car harness. Uh, so this can be used for like a chump car team or a champ car team or a lemons team. If you have a driver, they don't have electronics in their helmet, simple little boom, and it gives them the speaker and the microphone. And it's a great piece. Now, all of the Schubert um, and all of the uh, race comp electronics are warranted for two full years uh, without, you know, no questions asked. You just show your invoice date and they're, they're warranty. And that's the confidence that we have in it. Um, this is another very cool thing. So a lot of people, especially doing like driver schools or, or maybe they want to have uh, comms in their helmet, but they don't want to uh, use earbuds. But this is a helmet kit that we made up and we've got two speakers. And what we've done is we've taken the speakers that we used in our, our uh, student room uh, and we, we actually made them into an, a very small uh, profile piece that has Velcro on the back that can be put into almost any helmet. They fit in a Rye helmet, and HJC helmets and bell helmets. So if you don't have your cups, but you still want to have speakers in the helmet, these are high powered speakers, uh, very good volume. Uh, you can put some spacers in the back to get it close to your ear, it has a soft pad, but they're small enough to easily fit into pretty much any helmet. And you've got a boom mic, uh, and then that will just plug right into an IMSA connector or adapter that can go to a car harness and a radio or to our in-car communicator. So let me talk a little bit about that in a way. So this right here is our new uh, TrackCom uh, intercom. Now we've had, uh, this is our version two. So we've had, we've had uh, several versions of TrackCom in the past. Uh, that, and, we, and we, since we make them all here in our shop in Mooresville, we, it evolves. I mean, so we, we make little changes. You know, somebody says, well, the knob is too easy to turn. So we come up with a way to make it more difficult or it needs to stop so you don't, don't go too far. This intercom, what we've, we've, we've benchmarked it against Speedcom, against any of the other intercoms that are out there for driver schools. And we've, we've, we've got the same loudness. We've got uh, no inter interference with noise. And we have all sorts of adapters. So we have adapters that can go to a Stilo helmet, to an IMSA helmet, uh, to our student boom. Uh, and there's a separate volume control for driver and for passenger. And the knob is, is hard enough to move so that you don't knock it by accident. We can put a clip on the back. We can just kind of clip it to the seatbelt. Uh, it, comes, it comes with a clip, comes with a nine volt battery. So you're never worried about getting to the track. Oh, I forgot to charge it. So all those things are pretty cool. It also has a, an aux out port. So if I want to record what I'm saying between a driver or instructor or whatever you're doing, if you want to have send that out to like a GoPro camera or something, you can use the aux out for that. So it's a very cool device, very light, small. You can throw it in the cup holder. Uh, and it, it works uh, extremely well for communications for in-car uh, in instruction. Now, last year, because of COVID, uh, in-car instruction became a bit of a problem. So we had to solve that problem. So what we did is we developed another product uh, called the Chaser. And the Chaser here, and uh, it's just, you get two little Bluetooth devices here. And what these do is these will connect directly to a cell phone. So uh, for example, at the beginning of the year, I have uh, out at BIR in April and I was teaching, I have two students. 
So we had three chaser units, two of them come in a, in a kit. And what I was able to do is we create a conference call. And so we could drive out on the track and I could say, okay, uh, we got a group behind us, guys, let's let those guys buy. And I'll say, hey, John, I'd like you to show me through turn 14. So I can watch him go through turn 14. I can say, okay, you're, you're foot off the apex. So I can communicate in real time, like I was sitting next to him. And it's great because we had a lot of fun. So we could say, you know, you know, we could, you know, uh, shit talk, I guess, is maybe we shouldn't say that, but we should talk a little bit uh, while we're driving around and have fun and enjoy. But we could also say, all right, I want to see you go through the corner. No, I want you to follow me through the corner. And what I found is that it's, it's a great tool for advanced drivers for instruction, even though we don't need to do lead follow so much anymore as COVID is winding down. Being able to lead follow, as long as you can communicate, it really gives you a, a strong uh, capability. Now we found another use for the chaser, and that is uh, what, you, what Zach is showing you right now. That's a chaser, a single chaser unit with a cable that will connect to your helmet, either you know, Stilo, IMSA, or the student boom, which will Bluetooth connect to a Garmin device. So a lot of people have uh, looked at the Garmin Catalyst as a, a tool to uh, drive on the track, and this will connect directly to it. And the Garmin uh, uses voice instruction. And if you don't have some way to hear it when you've got a loud car, you're not gonna hear what the instructions are from the Garmin device. So this will actually give you that direct, uh, that direct communication and make it really uh, something that you, know, you, can, you can effectively do uh, the school from. So that's a really, really quick, uh, a really quick thing on just overall of what we're doing. Um, this is a thing, I'm not supposed to talk about it, but it's here, so I'll talk about it. This is a little device, which we call the Sentry. It's based on a lot of the technology that we did with uh, the, uh, with the uh, Chaser. Uh, this will be out uh, in the first quarter next year, and this will be the replacement for uh, certain devices that are out there for just a receiver, receiver, uh, but a really robust piece that works uh, similar into the way our, our, our Chaser works on TrackCom. Uh, it'll be able to be attached to the side of your helmet just with some Velcro to make it nice and small. It'll be a receiver, uh, but it'll have actually a little screen so you can do it. We're pretty close. We were hoping to have a prototype uh, finished for you to show today. So instead, I printed out a nice little uh, piece here on the 3D printer, uh, but that's what it's going to look like, but very small. So we're always working hard within, um, within RaceCom and within HMS to improve everything now, you know now communications isn't necessarily safety but if you can't communicate effectively and if you're not in communication and you don't hear what all the what what's what's going on then then that's a safety factor to uh, take into account as well so I, I ran through a lot of stuff here right here um let's see we're doing pretty good um what i do want to do is say today i've talked a lot about products and that's great uh, one of the big things that we are here at HMS is we are really interested in promoting safety. We've been in business for 26 years. Um, I've been involved in many different organizations. I, uh, I'm the national safety steward for BMW CCA. I'm a regional driver uh, representative for the Southeast for BMW. I've helped a number of organizations aside from the BMW Club, the Porsche Club, SCCA, uh, SCCA Pro Racing. I've helped them with their rule books as far as designing different things that they need for, you know, how to mount safety belts, how to do things. I worked with John Melvin. Uh, we developed the uh, guide to in installation of uh, seat belts that SFI uses. That's their standard uh, download. 
and we've done a number of videos and safety videos. If you go to our uh, YouTube page, so YouTube slash HMS Motorsport, uh, you'll see probably 40 or 50 videos that talk about different topics of safety. So I talk in some of the videos, I talk about helmets, some of them I talk about uh, seatbelt installation, uh, proper use of seats, seatbelt or roll bar padding, um, driver suits, whatever you can think of. It's something that we do on a regular basis. Uh, last couple of years, we've done a lot with, uh, with uh, Apex Pro, uh, Andrew Raines. Uh, we've done some safety seminars probably once a month. Uh, all those are up there. Our EPAR trade uh, presentation from last year is up there. Uh, we have instructions, very short ones, on how to wrap shoulder belts. It's one of the big things that people don't do properly. Uh, just a whole uh, cadre of uh, videos that are up there for safety. And that's, I, I strongly recommend you to go there. They're not there for purposes of sales. They're there for purposes of making sure that you're as safe as possible. Uh, we are uh, involved with every little bit of safety that we can. We've worked with NASCAR since 2002 on uh, many of the sled tests that they've done to evolve the belts into six, from six point to seven point to nine point belts uh, that are you know, with the 16 six spec. And so it's been a lot of work with a lot of different people but the most important thing is, is you don't have to spend a lot of money, okay? I mean, we love it when you buy our products and some of our products are more at the high end of the price range, but whatever safety product you buy, the most important thing is to use that product the proper way. So it doesn't, if you spend $80 for a seatbelt, fine, but make sure you install it properly, make sure that the lap belts will pivot, make sure that the positioning of the lap belt and the shoulder belts, that they're correct. If you buy a seat, make sure it fits. If you buy a helmet, don't buy it online, go to a local retail store. We can try it on and they can show you the proper way to fit a helmet and they can make sure that you're using the tools in the way that they're supposed to be used. You know, you can spend $600 on a piece of safety equipment, but if, it, if it's a helmet and it doesn't fit right, it's not gonna do any more for you than a $200 helmet is gonna do. You know, and then you can buy a $1,000 seatbelt Okay, but if you don't wear it properly, if you don't wear it tight and it's not doesn't have the right angles, it's not gonna do what it's designed to do. So make sure you get the right thing. Go to reputable retailers who know the product, who can explain the product, who can look at your car, who can do it. If you do things like that in person, okay, you're gonna get much more out of it and you're gonna be ensured that you buy a product that's gonna be the right one for you. Wow, what an incredible presentation, Joe. And I'm just thoroughly impressed uh, with everything that you guys have to offer. I'm going to have to come up and make a visit, I think, here pretty soon and check it all out. But uh, thank you so much for that and uh, really look forward to learning more about it. Okay, we appreciate it. The concept for EPAR trade is basically, in my opinion, there's a big hole in the internet. So the internet started many years ago, but there's never been an online business community for racers on the World Wide Web. The need for EPAR trade is actually quite obvious. Basically, people in the business of auto racing need a place online to hang out and get their problems solved. It's extremely simple for a buyer or for a supplier to interact on the platform. The first thing you need to do is sign in, which is free. And the second thing is, when you see a product that you're interested in, all you need to do is click on request more information. If it's a company, you click on request more information. And then from there, it is forwarded directly to the buyer or to the supplier. 
You can go to epartrade.com, you become part of a community of businesses in racing, and it makes uh, sourcing products much easier than just on the internet or using Google. At ePartrade, there is no e-commerce. It's literally a connection just like at a trade show. So now, any time of the year, a buyer could reach out to a supplier through an email. More than that, it's a place to go just to keep current every day. So it's a good place to start your workday in your racing business or in your offices of your professional race team. And you know you're current when it comes to new technology, industry news, technical papers, technical videos, all of that and more. We're not looking for a million hits per day. All we want is people who are really the volume buyers of racing products in the racing industry to be part of the little world of ePart Trade. We have racing businesses participating from around the world. So you get suppliers from around the world, you get buyers from around the world. ePart Trade really eliminates having to travel, closing down your shop. Now you have a place to showcase globally your racing product and technology. There are two types of people, racers and everyone else. Racer Magazine is for those who believe that racing is a way of life. Racer embodies the excellence that defines a sport driven by passion, courage, and ingenuity. Get one year of both Racer's print and digital edition for only $39 with instant access to our entire digital issue archive. Subscribe now at info.racer.com.